a joy to come your way one more time on Facebook Live. I am so grateful to God for your life. I want to encourage everybody hearing the sound of my voice through the social media. If you can reach out to friends, loved ones, family, that will be of a joy for you to get connected. And I believe that God is going to do something so profound. And the profoundity of his word that is going to come forth unto us is going to be so wonderful and so impactful in our life. And I believe our life will never be the same. Sometimes when we come across the word of God coming forth unto us, we undermine the potency, the power that it can navigate into our lives. And it, it's got the proclivity or tendency to change us forever. And I believe today God is going to impact our life. He's going to expansion things in our life that were not so glaring and i believe your life will be blessed so we have a word of prayer father we just want to thank you for your word that is coming forth unto us may our life never be the same do what no man can do in our life but your word that transcends all limitations and barriers let the supernatural begin to have its own freedom and free course in our lives. That as we hear the sound of thy voice, I pray, God, to think through my mind, speak through my lips, that thy word will bring meaning to many of us who hear sit this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I also want to encourage you, uh, those of you who have not yet assisted, have, uh, 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 those who have not yet come across our podcast, the podcast, you also have this message on the podcast on Global Crossfire Church UK, look for sermon, you find the, the preaching also there. So not only on Facebook, you can also have it on podcast. Wow. I want you to take the delight in phone friends, loved ones, everywhere they are. Even your enemies call them and let them get connected on Facebook. And I believe today something supernatural is about to revolutionize your whole being. And your life will never be the same. I want you to go to the book of Acts of the Apostle, chapter 28, verse 1 to 6. We just want to learn something there. We just want to share peace with you. That will bless you. Uh, the Bible said, now, now when they had escaped, they then found out that the East Island was called Matu. And the natives showed us unusual kindness. For they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when the apostle had gathered a bundle of sticks, 
But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sick and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fasting on his hands. So when the natives saw the creature hanging on his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to leave. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he will swell up and suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their mind and said that he was a god. I want to share a piece with you that hold on this, hold on to his word. They will change their mind. We haven't made to believe that the Christian walk, when you become born again and you give your life to Jesus, it means everything is going to be smooth, everything is going to be wonderful, everything is not going to be pain-free, but I promise you that is not what the Scripture said. That is why the psalm even represented it in a profound and significant way and said that, yet though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So one goes through challenges. When you become born again, the only consolation that we have is that through it all, nothing can deter us. Nothing can become a deterrent in our life. Nothing can scare us from the love of God. It's that all things will work together for good. All things, including things that look as if they are not pleasant, but in spite of the the limitations, the obstacle, the disappointment, the rejection, the disgrace, the disconnections. He's still faithful. He said, faithful is he who has called us, and faithful is he who would do it. So the whole test uh, started in the form that when Paul became a born-again child of God, and he became convicted, and he started walking with Jesus, started walking with God, and have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he went through different varieties of obstacles and, and things that were not pleasant. That if should, if should happen in our dispensation, most of us may think that God is not on our side. And I'm ministering to somebody under the sound of my voice who is going through a challenge because you've decided to follow Jesus. There are some of us who lost friends very so-called good friends, people who were, in vital, who were important in our life. But when we became born again, they all left us and, and they didn't want to come close to us. We lost certain friends. You know, they didn't want to come close to us. Praise God. Uh, Maureen Williamson said something I want to share with you in a short, in a short while now. Uh, it's, she made a profound statement, uh, a long statement, and, and she said, it is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. It said, our deepest fear is not what we are. It's, let me quote again. It said, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. 
our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your place more does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone who is a born again child of God. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give others light, others permission to do the same. As we are brilliant, uh, deliberated from deliberated from our fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. And I could uh, I repeat the last quote. It said, "As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others." I want to plead with you that God has we have come this far because God wants to expedite some things in our life. God wants to shoot for his glory in our life. And that everything that he does is geared towards his glory. I remember when Lazarus died, when Lazarus was sick, when everybody was calling on Jesus, Martin and Mary were calling on Jesus. And Jesus came when it was a bit too late in the chapters of man. The Bible said, they said, if you had been here, and Jesus said, all of this has happened that his glory shall be seen. His glory. His glory. Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody his glory was shining in your life. His glory was shining in your life. His glory was shining in your life. Place your hands on your chest and say to yourself, his glory was shining in my life. Say, his glory was shining my life. Hallelujah. So when we look at the story carefully, in the chapter 26, we see the whole journey begins with Paul trying to experience the walk of God. And the Bible said his discussion with King Acropo about his transformation on the way of the Damascus, which happened in Acts chapter 9. I'm not going to go much into it. By the time we get to the verse number 28 of the chapter 26, we also understand King Agrippa began to ask powerful questions. And one of the questions he was asking, he said, he said in the verse number 28, in the verse number 8 of the chapter 26, he said, why should it be taught incredible by you that God raised the dead? And I believe that there are times in our life where we encounter questions. People ask us questions. Some of the questions uh, that are posed in our life is because God wants to do something wonderful in our life. 
I want to plead with somebody under the sound of my voice. There are times when you walk with God, questions, you'll be asked questions you may not have answers to. But that doesn't make the question right or wrong. When we get to the verse number 28 of the chapter 26. It said, why should it be taught? Why should it be taught? Verse number 28 says, Then King Acropos said to Paul, You almost persuade me to become a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God. That's not only I, but also all who hear me today might become, become but almost and together such as I am, except for this chain. When he had said these things, the king stood up, as well as the governors and Bernice, and those who sat with them, and they had gone aside. They talked among themselves, saying, this man is doing nothing deserving of death or chain. Then King Archippus said to Phaetus, and said, This man might have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. The chapter 27, Paul sailed to Rome. And we get the whole story more clearer. clearer. In the verse number 20, verse 10, 11 of the chapter 27. It's the same, man. I perceive you. This was when Paul was being taken in captivity. And when he was taken into captivity, the Bible said that he was bounded in chains. When you see the signs of chain, is a sign of helplessness. There are times in our walk with God that we become a bit helpless. We become a bit helpless because I believe that somebody hearing the sound of my voice, there are times in your life you become helpless because you don't know where to turn. You don't know how to turn. You don't know what is coming in your life. There are times you will get to that stage in your life. The helplessness of a believer is not the hopelessness of the believer. When you become helpless and you are still hopeful, you know tomorrow your story will change. And you can say what the psalm says, weeping may endure for a night by joy cometh in the morning. By the time we go to the chapter 27, verse number 10 to 11, he said, I perceive, Paul perceive. And one of the things the believer must understand that in spite of whatever we're going through, our spiritual eyes must still be open. Paul said, I perceive, saying, man, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss. Not only of the cargo and ship, but also our life. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuasive, more persuaded by the hellman and the owner of the ship than the things that were spoken by Paul. Sometimes people look at our physical pocketry, they look at our physical appearance, 
They look at our current situation to determine what we can say or what we cannot say. I believe that sometimes in our state of desperation, in our state of wanting things in our life, there are times when a look and see we are we are we don't know what we are about as Christians. Paul was <laughs> I don't know how to express this. Paul was talking something very important coming from God. But yet still, they were not ready to listen. I want to plead with somebody under the sound of my voice that the church must come to a point where we are more spiritual, more spiritual, where we understand the things of God rather than being physically conscious, being being more sensually in our actions. A believer is more spiritual than being physical. I spoke about this last week when I said uh, the believer must be more spiritual than being more sensual in our judgment of things. This was a man who had God with him, but he was bound in chains. And sometimes in our life we go through things that you will least believe we will go through. There are things that you may be going through in your life that you ask yourself questions like, Is God with me? 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 I don't know who you are. I don't know how far things have become, but we need God. But sometimes when we walk with God, there are times things become so hard for us. But every now and then, if our connection with God is intact, then we can say what Job said. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. There are times in our lives when, anything, when people judge us by our current situations, it may look as if we have believed in a dead God. But we serve a living God. I am here to tell you somebody under the sound of my voice. Paul had God with him. God was talking to him. God was enlightening him. But at the end of the day. He was still in chain. People were saying what they can say about him. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. He's a fit for God. But by the time we get to the chapter 27, verse number 21 to 23, it's about after a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sir, ye should have hearkened unto me. And not have lost your creek. And to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheers. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you. But of the ship. For there stood by me by this night. An angel of God who told me. 
is a fear not poor thou shall thou must be brought before the governors my god there are times in the life of the believer when we go through the same things the unbelievers go through paul was in the boat whether he was a believer and even the unbelievers were also being bombarded by the storms of the sea there are times in our life at the moment we're going through this coronavirus and all of us are being told to lock ourselves in our rooms self isolation and then look and see if both the believers and the unbelievers are all acting in the same way but i promise you we are the same paul was in the boat but yes still he was being bombarded by the water the boat he was in was also going through the same things the unbelievers were going through but the bible said that by the time in the verse number 44 of the chapter 27 it said the rest some on board and some on broken pieces of ship and so it came to pass that they escape or save to land the reason why they were saved is because of the child of god in that place everybody hearing the sound of my voice today your family will be saved because you are a christian whatever is going on the storm going on that look and see if everybody is going down god will bring safety into your life and into your family if you are a christian hearing me today whatever challenge you are finding yourself in because you decided to trust in god because you decided to hold on on god because you decided to allow the word of god to have its efficacy in your life and look and see if everything is going down around you i want you to be rest assured that deliverance will come to your house now this brings us when they got to the shore it brings us to the chapter 28 they are now ashore and when they got to the shore it was raining and the place was very cold and the bible said that the place was freezing hallelujah it was freezing how do i move from the storm and i come to the end of the shore where i thought everything was going to be fine but later did i find out that the place was cold it's like moving from one trouble to the other but thanks be to god who knows what lies ahead of us the bible said when they got to the show the indigenous people on that land showed their kindness and god has got a way of showing showing his children kindness using different ways and diverse ways to show us kindness 
I believe today somebody under the sound of my voice, God is about to cause somebody to show you kindness. Ah, oh, God. The Bible said that this was a believer, not just a faith Christian. This was somebody who believed in God, who trusted in God. This is somebody whose reliance was in Jehovah. Somebody whose dependency is on Jehovah. But the Bible said, he went through the same things that unbelievers went through. But my Bible said, when they got to the shore, they had the indigenous people show them kindness and they provided them with fire. And my Bible said, there is something about a child of God that I want to stress on today. It's about service. No, oh, thank you, Father. The Bible said that Paul was not just going to enjoy. There is one thing about a child of God who loved to serve. The Bible said that there was a provision of fire. But Paul was a child of God. One of the ways you can identify a child of God is their service. Their attitude towards service. Seven people. Hallelujah. When people were sitting down warming themselves, Paul had a way of having the spirit of God on him. And when the spirit of God is in the life of a believer, he always wants to provide service for somebody. Be with me, be with me. <laughs> and the Bible said that service to my kind is service to God. And as a pastor, much of one of the things you have to understand as a believer is that there are things you'll be going through, difficulties you'll be going through because you are rendering service unto man which is from God. And the Bible said in the verse number 3 of the chapter 27. The Bible said, Paul decided to gather a bunch of dry sticks and put them on the fire. As he did, a poisonous snake, driven out by the heat, launched on his hand. I remember when I ministered on the same text scripture and I said shake it off shake it off shake it off the Bible said that Paul is a man of service and this time when so many people are running away things are happening I want you to understand that God is calling us to service just a minute God is calling us to service. It's part of everything going on around us. God wants you to be of service. And sometimes when we are providing service to God, men of God, pastors, much of what we go through in life is because of our service. Where was the snake coming from? It was coming from the service. The medium through which Paul was rendering service. I am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice. 
As we begin to serve God, as we begin to give our hearts unto God, and we render service, there are times that the result, the things we get, are not things that are pleasant. Precious one, when we render service to God, when we render service to God, as we do it unto men, we're not doing it unto God, unto men, but we're doing it for God. But we do it through men. Let me reframe this. Service to God. We, how do we show service to God who we do not see? How do we love God who we do not see? We render those love and those things true man we can see. And I believe that we are in the dispensation when we need the church to show love and to show kindness. Nevertheless, as we begin to show for this, this kind of service. And, and, and sometimes when we are providing the service, you could see in this text, it was Paul alone who was showing the service. And sometimes... It is not because everybody is doing it, but because we have been touched by God. Praise the Lord. Viper was released. The viper came to attack the same hand that is doing it. And sometimes the thing, the source, the medium through which you are rendering the service become the point of contact. The devil will attack you. But I want you to understand that no weapon that fashion against you shall prosper. Because the service you are rendering to man, unto man, but for God, will never be put to shame. Because I believe God is about to cause the church to come to the point where the world will know that there is a God with us. The Bible said that they were watching him when the the, the viper bit him, fixed itself on the sun. The Bible said they were looking at him. And the Bible said they were looking at him with an expectation. And the more they looked at him, the more he wasn't dying. Precious one, under the sound of my voice, as we begin to trust God, as we begin to hold on on his word, there are times when it will look as if we are stupid, it will look as if we are wasting our time, it will look as if we'll be put to shame, it will look as if nothing good will come out of our life, it will look as if we are just as wasted as the world is saying but I came here under the sound under the power of God to tell somebody God said I should tell you you shall not die God said I should tell you that he will bring beauty into your ashes he said when they were looking at him with an expectation that he will fall and die the Bible said he was still standing the expectation of men for your life will not hold anymore Ah, my brother, my sister, hearing the sound of my voice, time will work something out for you, the believer. Our, 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 our place in God and the authenticity of our belief in God and the reliance that we have in God sometimes must go through difficulties. Sometimes must go through rejection. Sometimes people will not agree with us. Sometimes many will not side with us. But we don't need many to side with us to authenticate. 
it and to make the word of God true. The Bible says he watches over his own word to bring it to pass and to make it become fruitful. I am here to tell you, maybe many are not siding with you. Maybe you are the only person doing what you are doing for God. But God said, I should tell you, you don't need many people to side with you to authenticate his word. It said, if God be for me, who can be against me? The Bible said, they look at him intensively. They look at him and gazing at him, waiting for him to fall and die. Waiting for him to perish. But my Bible said, even though they were waiting for him to soul, they were looking for him to fall down dead. But the Bible said that when they look at him, they were hoping that harm will come to him. They were hoping that he will fall and die. But the Bible said their expectation was put to Shambach. <laughs> there are times in our life they were looking at him my God and I know somebody is looking at you and telling you that you will not make it because you are serving the God who you've not seen maybe somebody is telling you you are not going to make it with your education why because you are not following the same things they are following. But I came here to tell you that God will beautify your life. God will make your life become a testimony. Today may be a time where they can say what they are saying. But I know God is about to turn your story around. My Bible said the more they look at him they were waiting for him to fall and die. But my Bible said said they chained their mind and the bible said they chained not their mind for nothing but they concluded he was a god i am here to tell somebody under the sound of my voice that god is about to change their story god is about to change your story god is about to change their confession i remember when i used to be in senior high school even when i was in junior high school they told me nothing good will come out of my life Ah, my brother my sister anytime they tell you things about your life all you need to tell them is tell them wait and see I don't know whether somebody is watching with you but tell the person watching with you that wait and see ah my brother my sister there are times when you have to silence the voices and tell them I know but wait and see hallelujah you have to tell them wait and see hallelujah sometimes they tell you you are going to die tell them I know but wait and see because the believer time will justify time will make them understand that God is with us I feel like preaching right now my bible said the king said he will put ah, he's, he will put Shadrach Meshach and Abednego into the bush furnace. He intensified the 
the, the fire. But the Bible said they said they would not change their mind. He put them into the fire. But the Bible said when he waited, he was expecting them to die. But when he went to check, he realized that they were not dead. I know many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Bible said the Lord shall deliver you from all of them. I don't know what is fighting against you. I don't know what is putting fear into you. I don't know what has surrendered you. It said, though we are encompassed by such a cloud of witnesses, we have a faith that is able to transcend beyond every limitation. I am here to tell you they were waiting for him to die. I know many are waiting for you to fall. But the Bible said with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were able to leave when men thought they would die, people started believing in their God. After God, before God finishes with you, the world and your whole family will come to believe in your God. Oh my God! Ah, the Shadrach, Meshach. They said, "I think, I think you you were expecting us to die, but we are not dying." When the king went to check, he realized that they were alive. It was all about wait and see. I know the devil attack you within your health. He attack you. He thought you would die, but you are not going to die. I prophesy into your body. That is going through some coughing, showing symptoms of coronavirus. And you are a Christian watching me. And the devil is whispering in your ear that you are going to die. I prophesy into that body. And I'm telling you today that you are not dying. You are not going to die like the unbelievers. You are not going to perish perish but God said I should tell you you are not going to die I know they are things that fought against you they are things that bombarded you you wrote your exams you couldn't pass properly God said I should tell you at the end of the tunnel he will beautify every awkwardness and every ugliness of your life I don't know where you are right now but God said I should tell you the world will will change their confession by the time this coronavirus ends they will know that we have a living God the Bible said the Bible said be with me sometimes let me say this to you believer Sometimes, how do I put this? How do I put this? God help me. Sometimes we want God to show forth quickly. But if God should show forth quickly, the impact that he will make in our life is not as much as if it takes his time to come on the right time. <laughs> Sometimes the impact of his word 
it's not just at the beginning, but at the end. I remember in Matthew chapter 27, verse 24, the soldiers, let me, let me come back, I'll come back to this. The soldiers beat Jesus, spat on him, did whatever they want to do with him, accuse him, say, put tongues of, what do you call it? Uh, Matthew 27, uh, 54. Uh, they place a tongue of crown on his forehead. He didn't act quickly. But the Bible said, so when the centurion and those with him who were guiding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying truly, this was the son of God. Such conclusion couldn't have been arrived if God had not waited for that time. Sometimes we want God to, to rush and act quickly, but he doesn't rush. He doesn't rush because he's in control. Hallelujah. The centurion said, surely this is really the son of the living God. These were people whose mind were cemented. This was unbelievers, but their mind would have to be transformed because of time. They changed their mind. Your family will change their mind. Ah, come on, come on, come on. I'm preaching to somebody. I said, your family will change their mind. The Bible said when Joseph told his brothers about his dream, the Bible said they stood up against him. But they didn't know that time will work together. All things will work together. Working together, working together means time will work it out. Who is fighting against you? They will change their mind. The Bible said when the brothers saw Joseph, when he revealed himself to them, the Bible said they panic. Hallelujah. If you can hold on the word of God and not let it go, those who are against you, those who are speaking against you will change their mind. They will change their mind. Keep on praying, keep on fasting, keep on studying the word of God. Meditating because these are the things that will empower you to move forward. At the end, it will speak. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35, it says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which has a great compense of reward. I like what the living translation says. It says, so do not throw away this confidence. Trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it will bring to you. There are times in your life when it looks as if nothing is coming out of it. When it look as if, hey, did I believe in God? Why, Paul, could have said to himself, why did I decide to gather stick? You have done nothing wrong. You obey the voice of God. Therefore, God is responsible for the change of your life. 
I remember many years ago when the doctors told me I'm going to die in months. I remember when I was in school when people were cheating. When people were cheating, I decided not to cheat. As I bring this message to a close, I'm coming to an end anyway. Be with me. Let me say this. This belongs to somebody. There are times in your life when people will be saying things about your life. At that point, it looks as if it is true. They call Sarah, mother of many nations. They call her a barren woman. Have you forgotten Hannah? They call them barren women. And at that point, it looked as if it was true. Sarah was called a barren woman. And when she looked at herself, physically she was called a barren woman. But spiritually, she wasn't just a mother. But she was mother of many generations. Men's perception and the saying of man is not the conclusion of our lives. Men told me nothing good will come out of my life. They were... They, they saw it right. But it wasn't truth, the truth. When my head teacher got to know I've chosen the secondary school I was going, he said, how could you make such a choice? This is a prophetic word to somebody. Don't allow the voice of men to restrict you. Don't allow the, men of, the, the words of men to encamp you and imprison you. Don't be weeping because of what men said about you. They told Paul, you will die because you have been bitten by vipers. Nobody leaves by the, after they are bitten by vipers. Nobody leaves. Nobody leaves. But God changed the story. Maybe in your marriage, things are falling apart. But the only thing that can secure that marriage is the word of God concerning your life. In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, it says, There is a way that seemeth right in the sight of a man, but the end thereof is a way of death. The walk with God, sometimes look and see if nothing is coming out of it. There are women who said to themselves, we are not going to, uh, we're not going to contaminate ourselves. We're going to keep our chastity. And they held on and they held on. And the more they held on, the more they were not getting married. And people were laughing at them. But when God came in, those people who said that changed their mind. 
I want to plead with somebody hearing the sound of my voice as I bring this message to a close. The world will change their mind about us Christians. They will change their mind. It doesn't matter what they think at the moment. Your life, if you anchor unto God, he will change your story. I know things are getting difficult. Don't change your perception. Don't change your confession. Hold on on God. Dear lady watching me right now, the more you want to keep your chastity, the more you want to walk with God, the more you don't want to sleep with that boy, the more it looks like things are difficult, don't give up and God will work it out for you. If you don't sleep with that boss, if you don't sleep with that man, you will not get that job. Precious one, if you don't sleep with them and you don't get a job, leave and die for Jesus. It is better than contaminating yourself with it and losing Jesus. The Bible said that Paul held on on his belief. They changed their mind. I believe somebody is about to change their mind about you. Somebody who is concluded about your life. You can't limit me. You can't limit me. If I am standing with God. And most of us, those of us who travel inside the country. Things become so tough that we don't know whether to turn to our left and right. But I promise you when we hold on God. He has never disappointed us. They will change their mind about us. The future will change its mind about you. If you can hold on on God. I am talking to somebody today. Any trouble you get yourself into because of God. God will bring you out. This is a prophetic word. Let me tell you this. Don't get yourself into trouble. Okay, let me say this properly. Don't follow God and get yourself into trouble. And use the scheme of the devil to come out. Let me rephrase. Any trouble you get yourself into because you followed God. Stay there and God will save you. There are Christians who get themselves into trouble. A typical example is Peter. He got himself following Jesus into a place. The Bible said he wanted to use lies, which is a weapon of the devil, to come out of it. Thank you, Father. Thank you. I'm talking to somebody right now. You have married. You are faithful to God, a lady. You are faithful to God, to your husband. And you are finding difficulty with the fruit of the womb. 
and your friends are telling you things, you are hearing things, your husband is hearing things, I prophesy into your womb right now that that baby is going to be born. Before the end of June, you will conceive to the glory of God. I thank God for your life. For hearing the sound of my voice. I want to pray with somebody who held on God, but on the way they lost hope and they fell off. They allow his word to fall off. I want to pray with you. You want to come back to God and you want to say, I want to pick his word back again. Place your hand on your chest. I want to pray with you. Father, I pray for this one. Where the fire is fading off. Everything quenching this fire, I pray, God, that let the fire begin to rekindle, revive. I pray, God, that let a new fire be released over this woman, over this man, this boy, this girl. In the name of Jesus. I pray for you today that may God sustain you everywhere you lost hope and you left God. May God bounce you back in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you are hearing the sound of my voice and you don't know Jesus, there is somebody, a boy, you just watched me. And you just love God so much. God is anointing you with a fresh oil. That sister, Lord, is anointing with that anointing oil. In the name of Jesus. I pray over your life. If you're hearing the sound of my voice and you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, I want to plead with you. Place your hands on your chest. Say, Lord Jesus. Forgive me all my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Make me a new creature. Give me a place in your kingdom. Use me for your glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Everyone hearing the sound of my voice, I just want to thank you so much for coming online to watch, to listen, and to, I pray, oh God, that place your hands on your chest. May God strengthen you in the name of Jesus. Some of us are already in a place where people are saying things that is not what heaven is saying. I pray that may God strengthen you. I pray for those of us that have gotten to the moment, the time where God's glory must shine. I pray that may his glory shine in your life. May your life never be the same. May God give you a testimony that will bring glory unto his kingdom. May his glory shine in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Precious one, God, your pastor, Reverend Benjamin Ashon. And I thank you so much for coming. God bless you. I pray for everybody who is sick. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I'm praying. The Lord is telling me that I should pray for those who are sick in the next three hours. Three hours. 
In the next three hours, you will see a manifestation. Strength is coming into your feeble knees. Strength is coming into your body. That which has laid you down is about to disappear. May God heal you. May your life never be the same. Shalom and peace. God bless you so much. And see you next week. Same time. Same place. Same social media. God bless you.